Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live for the Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. It's the dose. It's the dose. It's, oh, I'm even singing it wrong. Good gracious. See, that's what my child has to put up with, all my shenanigans and never even getting the words right. (laughs) Oh, well, at least I keep myself entertained. I hope you guys are having a fabulous evening. Uh, and enjoying here in Oklahoma, I will tell you, it is so cold. Oh my gosh. I don't know how you folks up in like Michigan, people in Canada where it's cold like this all of the time. Oh my gosh. It is. And it's, um, it's tricky. It's tricky cold out there because, um, the ice isn't reflecting. So even today, uh, when I, when I went to let my dogs out this morning, they looked like something straight out of the cartoons with their legs all like literally going all directions <laughs> because they didn't know it was so icy and slick out there. So I hope you guys are uh, cozy and comfortable if you're someplace where it's burr freezing cold like it is here in Oklahoma, or if you happen to be someplace warm, toasty, and sunny, just know that um I'll be looking forward to having some of that in my life soon. So, of course, I want to plug these books really quick. Brian's book, From Fear to Love, that you can get on promotion, feartolovebook.com. We have this incredible workbook that you can get in print on Amazon coming soon in print to our website as well. So, we'll be able to put together some little bundles for you guys. Then last but not least, we have Brian's book, The Great Behavior Breakdown. You can get this on Amazon as well as postinstitute.com as well. So for the month of February, we have been just talking about all things love. And I'll tell you what, it has been, it's been a profound experience for me. I hope you guys have gotten something out of it. Um, Last week, we covered a couple of little post quotes, and then we started diving into 1 Corinthians 13 because it is so frequently looked to and so frequently quoted by people when we begin to talk about love and try to understand what what is love? Love in action. What is the feeling of love? And we're going to talk probably next week. We'll get to some some biology of love and I think that's going to be pretty interesting um so to in our processing through first corinthians we talked about how love is patient and when we begin to get impatient that is an indicator that we're stepping into fear we may be getting fearful that we're going to be late and if we're going to be late then everybody's going to think that we're unfit parents that we're awful horrible people and it will be our ultimate demise in some way we get these really big stories fear uses these really big narratives of doom to really latch on in our brain love is patient love is kind when we find ourselves spewing our stress on our children, it is an indicator that we are stepping out of love and we're stepping into fear. Love does not envy. We talked about how envy can be really connected to grief. 
and um, let those feelings of envy be a red flag of digging deeper, going gentle, exploring what it is that you feel like you're needing in your life for more fulfillment. Uh, last night we talked about love does not boast and it is not proud. And we talked about how that, how boasting and being proud, one, it takes, um, it, it puts all the light on us as being in our humanness and the danger of that because we are fallible human beings and whether we put ourselves on a pedestal or others put us on a pedestal, um, we are only going to be able to stay on that pedestal as long as we continue to appease the masses. But as soon as we make a mistake or as soon as we start talking about things maybe deeper in a way that challenges people's way of thinking, we can fall off that pedestal really quick. The other thing that boasting and being prideful indicates is a fear that our good deeds will not be recognized. We talked about that in the arena of adoption and foster care specifically with regards to what some people refer to as a savior complex. And so that is, um, whoa, that really, <laughs> that can really get, um, that can really get us. Um, if we're walking into the arena of adoption and foster care um, with a mindset that we are saviors, uh, my experience has been we get humbled pretty quickly because it's really, you know, it's it's hard work. And uh, if we walk in thinking we've already got all the answers and we're the saviors, and you know, I've been doing this work for over 20 years, and um, I get humbled every day. Every day I get humbled and I get reminded of what hard work this is hard work pouring love into places where darkness has prevailed. So, in continuing with 1 Corinthians 13, love does not dishonor others. Love does not dishonor others. Whoo, my goodness. Of course I went looking, you know, because that word honor and dishonor, that's a really big word, isn't it? And what is dishonoring to one is not always dishonoring to another. Um, I looked in one version of this scripture and it said, love does not seek to dishonor others. And so not only did it speak to not dishonoring, but it also spoke to actually seeking. And so that that speaks to the position and intent of the heart because we might unintentionally dishonor a person or there's also the possibility of seeking to dishonor a person so there's a little difference there so um, I'm going to read some concepts about honor because dishonor is the opposite the verb honor to regard or treat with admiration or and respect to regard or treat with honor to give special recognition to confer honor on to live up to or fulfill terms of honor a commitment. So I'm going to honor my word. To accept or a payment to honor a credit card. A statute with a, a salute with a bow and square dancing. Oh, no, I didn't. Know, I would like honor your partner. Oh, that's cute. I didn't even think about that one. Uh, let's see. Ooh, there's some other big ones. Um, the good name in public. Privilege, it is an honor to join the captain for dinner. 
a person of superior standing your honor if you're like the judge. The evidence or symbol of distinction, exalted or high ranked. Purity and chastity, a keen sense of ethical conduct, one's word given as a guarantee of performance. Uh, what I realized in reading about honor is that one, what's honoring for one is and another are not always the same. What's dishonoring to one person may not be the same for another. One of the things that I learned really quick in working uh, in our teenage boy group home, and I remember even saying to Brian one night early on in that venture, was that when the position of when when the boys could feel the position of my heart, and they knew uh, from from my energy, from my facial expression, from my nonverbal behavior, how I felt. And how I felt was that I loved those kids. I adored them. Yes, yes, they irritated the living daylights out of me. Yes, we talked a lot of smack because that's their language. Uh, yes, we had a whole lot of fun. And there could be somebody who might come in and think that we were all being dishonoring or one of one another. But in reality, because the position of my heart and the position of their heart, it never felt dishonoring. And so what I said to Brian, I was like, man, it is so crazy. Like, I feel like I could say anything that I need to say to those kids because they feel like they feel the love I have for them. And so there's like there's so many different levels to this whole idea of love does not dishonor. So. Part of being able to be in that place of love in relationship to the concept of not dishonoring is you also have to have a very intimate knowing of one another. You have to be able to sense when you're crossing a boundary with a person. Um, for example, the waving of the southern flag is perceived now as being very disrespectful and very dishonoring of a certain group of people in our culture. And it's a big deal. And I get that and I understand that and I will respect and honor by not displaying. I've never even owned a Confederate flag, so that's not even going to be an issue, but you get the point. The other thing that I realize is that in our culture, we are quick to dishonor. It is so, it is pervasive. Like, if somebody doesn't agree with your way of thinking, one of the first things we do is we call a name. We say, well, you're stupid. Well, you're a jerk. Well, you're a, you know, and then add the profanity on. And yet, you could use those same words. And if the position of your heart and the conditions of your relationship allow that, then it doesn't feel dishonoring. So, I think the big takeaway really about love does not dishonor others, it really speaks a lot about a much, a much deeper knowing and knowing what would be dishonoring to a person requires an intimate knowledge of that person, an intimate understanding of that person and when I think about many of many of us in the world, period, but especially when I think about our children who come from tough places, they have experienced a great deal of dishonor. When you think about honoring your word, 
Okay, so if our word and our job as parents is to protect and provide and love our children, well, a lot of our children have experienced something very dishonoring in regards to that. When I think about abuse, when I think about sexual abuse, and I think about how that is literally bypassing the soul of another human being, that's very dishonoring, extremely dishonoring. Our children have come from places where dishonor may have been the norm. And that, I believe, is rooted in generational history of how we relate to one another. Love does not dishonor others. In order to not dishonor other people, then we have to get in close, intimate relationships with them. We have to get to know them. We have to know, well, what, you know, what is it that I might do that might hurt you? And once I know that, for me to work to not do that, like uh, my son in particular, as I think of him, um, honor is very important to him. Respect is very important to him. Treating him with respect. And when you don't, it is a big hot button, big hot button. And I have made that mistake. I've made the mistake of mistakenly and unintentionally being dishonoring to him in ways I've approached him at times. And we had to we had to make amends and build bridges around that so that we understood each other differently, so that he could understood the position of my heart. He could correct me when I made mistakes, that we could be in true, authentic, loving relationships with him, knowing that I genuinely genuinely have his best interest at heart, even when I screw up about how I go about it. So I hope there's something that you can take away from this idea that love does not dishonor. And when we begin to step into ways of treating one another that is dishonoring, then that is the red flag that we're stepping into fear. We're stepping into fear. We're stepping into maybe even a bullying tactic to try to get someone to either agree with us or do what it is that we're saying they need to do. Um, so I want to read through the comments. Um, Rose, my sweet friend Rose said, these ponderings on what love is and what love isn't are so helpful. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Oh, I'm so glad it's helpful. Um, let's see what else we have. I, a lot of hellos. Hi, Carrie. Chrissy says it's lunchtime in Melbourne, Australia. 93 degrees hot and sunny. Oh, girl, Chrissy. I would love to be just sitting on the beach with you right now. Um, probably having a cold beer and enjoying the sun with a swimsuit and uh, some nice clear water close at hand. Man, that would just be a beautiful, relaxing day. Uh, let's see. Lala says, I work with K through two. I honor all of them. They are all little love buds. Yes, when we can when we can be honoring and we demonstrate that, the best teaching is a good example. They learn more from watching us. They mimic us. They do that more than we realize, and especially when they're younger. So, be a positive influence. Let them see what it means to honor one another. Let them experience what it means to be a person who keeps their word, whose word is good and be counted on. 
when you are not able to do that, come back with a sincere apology and know that their disappointment is real and it's valid. So do our best for us to do our best to demonstrate what it means to honor one another. Much love to you guys. If you've not done so already today, set everything you've been worried about aside, everything you've been stressing about, fretting about, anything that might have gotten you into a position of dishonoring those in your family. Set all that aside and enjoy your babies. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Let it emanate from your being. You have a vibration that you give off that changes when you are discontent, when you are angry, when you are scared versus when you are free and in that loving place. They feel the difference. Let them feel your love and enjoy them. Go wrestle, go play, go create something, relax, read a book, watch some TV, play a game together, whatever that looks like in your family. And remember, in any given moment, we can act out of our blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm, or we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. Mm, Much love to you guys. I hope you have a blessed evening. We'll see you all tomorrow. Join us live on weekdays at 6.30 Central Time on Facebook at the Post Institute. Don't forget to get your copy of Brian's best-selling book, From Fear to Love, on promotion. Just pay shipping and handling at www.feartolovebook.com. That's www.feartolovebook.com.